Acts chapter 2. Come on, let me read it. Let me, let, if you've got your Bible today, we're going we're gonna to read Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And if you're taking notes today, the title of today's message is, Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were in one accord and in one place. Someone say one place. Then suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and appeared to them divided tongues of fire that sat on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. This morning, by the way, Ben, you may be seated. Thank you. Can we just honor them today? I nearly forgot about them. Hey, this morning, I believe that the Holy Spirit is in this place and that the Holy Spirit just wants to download a fresh touch of his presence upon this house and upon your life today. And rest assured that when you walk out of this house in the name of Jesus, that your family and your household is going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, can I hear an amen today? Because we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. Come on, can I hear an amen? Say, we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know, it is impossible to understand the Bible, Christian living, and structure of the church or our relationship with God without an understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit, listen to this carefully, the Holy Spirit is not an it. Oh, come on. I know you're super Christian and super saved and you're in church and maybe you don't want to admit it, but maybe today your knowledge of the Holy Spirit has been contained to an it. And can I tell you something today? The Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person. Come on, understand that today. The Holy Spirit is a person. And the Holy Spirit, listen carefully, is not someone that is a lower level than God. Come on, hear me out today. The Holy Spirit is not a lower level than God. The Holy Spirit is God and is on the same level. Can I hear an amen today? And to understand that, maybe we need to look at what the Trinity is. The Trinity, I know, I know, you're probably thinking, wow, it's Pentecost Sunday. I've come to church. This pastor's going to give us a Bible college lesson. Oh, that's fine. I can do it in like 10 seconds. But sometimes I think to fully understand the power of the Holy Spirit and what he means to us, we need to understand so a little bit of theology that helps us along the way. There are three persons in the tr Trinity. Someone say three. There is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. As Christians, we do not worship multiple gods. Come on, can I hear an amen today? God the Son, or Jesus Christ, was God in human form. And the Holy Spirit lives inside of us when we accept Jesus Christ into our lives. And he has a job. And that job is to help us be greater followers of Jesus Christ. Can I hear an amen today? Once we understand the role of the Holy Spirit, we will look at the Holy Spirit very, very differently. That is why when Jesus left earth and ascended into heaven, he said, I will not always be with you, but I'm going to send a helper, and it is the Holy Spirit. But you might be thinking today, well, how does that actually work? You know, who is the Holy Spirit, and what does he do 
in our lives and and what can I do? Maybe there are some thought patterns I need to change so in order to receive the Holy Spirit more at a greater level. The first thing we need to understand is that the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin. Come on, can I hear an amen today? I know exactly what you wanted to hear on a Sunday morning. But the Holy Spirit's job is to convict us of our sin. Have you ever been in a position where you were about to do something wrong, you were thinking something wrong, and there was a check in your spirit, and it's a voice, it is a feeling, and there's something up and tells you, it's like, hey, you should not be doing that. Who knows what I'm talking about today? Maybe you're driving the kids to school, and you're, you're in a 40-kilometer zone, and you look at the dashboard on your car, and it tells you the time. The time there says 8.53, and you have an appointment at 9.30 at Parramatta, and you are so grateful to God for the traffic on the M7 and M4 that you decide, God, if it is your will, I will get there faster. So you, what you do, you use your right foot and it, you depress it a little bit more. We have all been there. I have been there. And the Holy Spirit will say, hey, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Why? Why does the Holy Spirit tell us not to do this, not to do things that, that, that God does not like and disobedience? Because the Holy Spirit knows that every time we sin, we create a blockage in our relationship with the Lord. And so the Holy Spirit will say something to you in your heart, in your mind, maybe through someone else. It could be even what's happening on Instagram on a story. But the Holy Spirit, if you allow it, will talk to you and tell you things, not because he's trying to kill your joy, not because he's boring, but because he loves you and he knows if you do this thing, it will actually cause a wedge in your relationship with God. And sometimes we can get to the place where we, we, some of us listen to the Holy Spirit, some of us don't listen to the Holy Spirit. John 16, 8 says this, And when He has come, who are we talking about? The Holy Spirit. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So what's happening here? If you ever feel there is a conviction in your heart about a certain thing, about your thinking about doing or what you've done or what you are doing, it is not what you had for breakfast yesterday morning. It's not intuition. It is the Holy Spirit talking to you and telling you, hey, 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 watch what you're doing because if you do this, something's going to happen. And some of us, we listen to the Holy Spirit and we're obedient, we yield to the Holy Spirit. Others, we find it hard to do that or... Sometimes we do listen, sometimes we do obey, or maybe you're that person that is continually not listening to the Holy Spirit, blocking him out. Holy Spirit's like, don't do that. Don't say that to your wife. Don't say that to your children. Don't say that to your boss. You need to submit that assignment on time. You need to be doing this. This is a decision that you need to make. And you continually ignore the Holy Spirit and you wonder why the Holy Spirit's not talking to you. He's not talking because you continually ignored him. And who knows that if you keep saying something to somebody, they don't listen, what happens? They stop talking. Some of us today, we need to, maybe if you're in the position where you ignore the Holy Spirit continually, you need to say, Holy Spirit, I am sorry for ignoring you. Or maybe today, maybe you you say, oh, Pastor James, I'm not that bad. I just ignore him sometimes. Say, no, no, no. You still need to get to the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, remember, the Holy Spirit is not an it. 
Holy Spirit is a person. And so when, when we do things that bring disapproval to the Holy Spirit, we grieve the Holy Spirit. And if we are not careful, if we continually be disobedient and do not listen, what ends up happening is the Holy Spirit shuts up. And then we wonder why conviction. Oh, Pastor James, I don't have conviction in my life anymore. No, you had conviction, but you continually blocked it out. And so the Holy Spirit said, I've had enough of talking. So maybe, maybe, maybe someone needs to get on their face before the Lord this week and say, Holy Spirit, I need to say sorry to you for, for not listening to what you have got to say. Because to be disobedient to the Holy Spirit is actually being disobedient to God. Because why? He is God. The Holy Spirit gives us new life. That's, what, that's, who the Holy, that's what the Holy Spirit does. Before you came to God in repentance, asking Jesus to come into your lives, you were dead to your sin. You were. Whilst we were made in the image of God, and you say, oh, Pastor James, I was made in the image of God. Yeah, you were made in the image of God, but sin brought separation with your relationship with Christ. And what did that do? That brought separation with our relationship. But Ephesians 2.1 says this, and, if, and you he made alive who were dead and trespasses in sins. So he made you alive. The Holy Spirit gives us new life. Someone say new life. Jesus Christ said this in John 3.3. 3. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. The Holy Spirit makes you born again. And this is a supernatural act. It's not based on how nice you are. It's nothing to do with um, the works that you do, but rather it is the grace of God that gets you to a place through the Holy Spirit that saves you. That's why in a service after, you know, when the, when the preacher comes and does the word, they, they take a moment and go, who needs to get their life with the Lord? Don't think that that's just a gap filler before going to the cafe to get coffee. There's actually something supernatural and in a divine exchange that is happening in that place where the Holy Spirit comes into this place, touches someone's heart, convicts them of their sin. Then they hear a preacher get up and say, do you need to get your life to the Lord? It's the Holy Spirit that draws that person to that place and says, yes, I need to give my life to Christ. Today, you are saved by the goodness of God and by the hand of the Holy Spirit. Come on, can I hear an amen today? You are saved because of the goodness of the Holy Spirit. Titus 3.5 says this, and it is not by, it's not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to His mercy. Someone say His mercy. He saved us through the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. So what's this text actually saying here? Mercy is the compassion and the forgiveness of God that he has towards us. But it is the Holy Spirit that took that compassion, that took that love, that took forgiveness from heaven, took a hold of that by his great grace and grabbed it and put it into your life to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. The only reason why you can say yes to Christ is you think, oh, it's just, I just have a bad feeling, so I get yes to Christ. No, no, no. It was the Holy Spirit touching you that was softening your heart that was saying, hey, you need to give your life to Christ. You need to change. You need to get saved. 
And because of that, you are saved, set free and whole today. So you can't ever say it's your works that got you saved. No, it was the goodness of God and the grace of heaven and the power of the Holy Spirit that saved you today. Holy Spirit, the next point is the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Did you know that today? Before you accepted Christ into your life, before you were saved, you were spiritually dead because of your sin. Our sin nature, you know, the thing about sin nature, it doesn't follow God. It does not like obedience. It doesn't like being humble. But what happens when you, uh, what happens when the Holy Spirit comes in? He changes us. That is why you can see someone who's been walking with the Lord for a long time and you've not seen them for a long time and maybe you've seen them before they gave their life to Christ and think, man, they're nasty. But all of a sudden, they've been serving, they've been walking with the Lord, they've been renewed by the Word of God, but you know what else has been happening in their life? They've not been just reading textbook knowledge, they've allowed the Holy Spirit to take this and bring conviction and change hearts and change lives. You know what changes people? Text does not change people, the Holy Spirit changes people. And this morning, if you're in a place where you, you say, you know, I've been saved for a long time and I read a lot of Bible, but it feels like there's not a lot of change happening, it's because maybe, just maybe, you need to allow room and yield to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to take the text out of this amazing book and put it into your heart and put it into your mind and change you and mold you and make you. Some of us, we get a bit stiff and a bit hard towards the Lord. We wonder why we don't change. It's because we've not allowed the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you today, the Holy Spirit is kind. Come on, can I hear an amen today? The Holy Spirit is kind. He's sweet. He's amazing. He's gentle. But hey, hey, he's, he's not weak. He's powerful, man. He's not a pushover. He's not a, he's not a carpet. He's not a rug. He's strong and he's powerful. But you know what? All that strength and power is available so that your life can change and that you can know the knowledge of Jesus Christ and affect your community and touch other people's lives in Jesus' name. Ezekiel 36 says this from verse 26, And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. And I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh put out and, and put in my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and, and you will keep my judgments and do them. When you give your life to Christ and you've got the Holy Spirit working in you, it begins to change your default settings. Maybe your default setting is to be whinging and complaining. Maybe your default setting is to be is is, is not to be humble. Maybe your your default setting is to not be generous and and not submit to the word of God. Maybe you've, there's some areas, some default settings that need to change. And how they're going to change is when you allow and you yield to the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, come and change my life. Let me be someone who who actually outlives this book. In reality, it's one thing to be a textbook Christian. It's a whole nother thing when you're a Christian that has the Holy Spirit teaching you and showing you and bringing the anointing of the Word of God that changes your life in Jesus' name. The last thing, well, there's many things the Holy Spirit does and who the Holy Spirit is, but last one to note I have here is the Holy Spirit gives you the power to serve Christ. Come on, hear me out today. Every, you know, our very human nature does not want to serve God. Come on, hear me out today. Oh, 
You know, so all the people that are silent, yeah, I know, you guys are super Christians, and you, you easily submit to the Lord. But some of us have a problem with that. Our default nature is not to submit to God, it's to be disobedient. Why? Because of sin. But when you allow the Holy Spirit in, He begins to change some things. He allows you to have some things that you did not have before, but all of a sudden you've got. It's the goodness and the grace of God. Come on, can I hear an amen today? That is why when you see someone serving God with everything, that is a miracle. It's a miracle. Why? Because our human nature, it just doesn't want to do that. But when we allow the Holy Spirit, He takes what is the default human nature and turns it into the God nature. Some of us today, you need to have a greater appreciation of the Holy Spirit. Come on, hear me out this morning. Some of us today, you do not appreciate the Holy Spirit. You just think he's just some random person that he's, you know, left over from the Trinity, but he's not. He's, he is a real person. He's God and he loves you. He wants to change your life and he wants to take you. Some of us today, you need to appreciate the Holy Spirit. Maybe some of you today, you've been ignoring the Holy Spirit and you need to spend time with him and say, Holy Spirit, I just want to tell you that I love you and I'm so grateful to you. Holy Spirit, I just want to take a moment and say, forgive me when I've disobeyed you and I've ignored you and actually done the, quite the opposite to what you've told me. Holy Spirit, this morning I want to tell you that I want to submit to you and that you have your way. Maybe some of us today, you know, we understand that the Holy Spirit lives in us. The Bible says your body is, a, is the temple of the what? The Holy Spirit. Can I ask you this morning, how's the temple? And this is not being nasty. I'm not. No. Does this body which God has given us, which we are held accountable for, is it honoring in a fit place for the Holy Spirit to reside? And I'm not about do's and don'ts. I'm about listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and being pleasing to the Lord. Some of us today, you want the Holy Spirit to move more in you, in your life. Maybe you need to change some stuff. Maybe for you it could be you need to sort out the temple. Maybe you need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Maybe today you need to recognize and show appreciation to the Holy Spirit for how good He has been to you. You are saved by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So everything, even how you serve God and how you, you minister to people is because of an overflow of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Let me ask you today, you need to entertain the Holy Spirit more. Can I encourage you with that this morning? Entertain the Holy Spirit more. Let Pentecost Sunday not be the only day where you entertain the Holy Spirit. Let every day be a day where you entertain the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and touch me this morning. Come and touch my kids. Come and touch my spouse. Come and touch my business. Come and touch my neighbors. Holy Spirit, come and touch and change. Think about this. Your ability to change. God gives us the choice of decision-making, but he also sends the Holy Spirit to encourage us and help us make right choices. Today, some of the choices and the good choices you've made, 
It's because of the goodness of our God. But it's also because of the loving kindness and the wisdom and the magnificence and the foresight of the Holy Spirit. And so today, Pentecost Sunday, can I encourage you, entertain the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Come on, can I hear an amen? amen. Acts 1, I'm going to wrap up with this. Acts 1 eight. but you shall receive power. Come on, someone say power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. The power of heaven is available to you today. But it's not available for bragging rights. It's available for a task and a job. All of us, God has a plan and purpose for you. Oh, it's just for the pastors and the guys on staff and the connect group. No, it's for everyone this morning. And that what God has for you and the gifts that God has put placed in your hand, and you might think today these gifts are a little bit limited. How can God you use that? When you say yes to God and you walk with the Holy Spirit and, and, and go, he takes those gifts and he makes them and he changes them and he develops and he makes you in Jesus' name. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you.